Thank you for showing up in the place where we come together and sit in circle and share the stories that inspire us. Get ready to enjoy this next powerful journey outdoors in nature. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm uh, going to be honest here. It's been a while since I last did a podcast because of the old Arona, uh, because we were isolated, but we're back and semi-socializing and I'm super excited. I've been meaning to get this beautiful woman on the podcast for quite some time now and now the stars have aligned and here I am and she's just woofed down a whole bowl of curry and, <laughs> and is energized and ready to go. So I would love for everyone to meet Ellie. Hey Ellie. Hello. <laughs> Hello invisible people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just jump straight in Ellie. Like I would love to know, or for listeners to know a little bit more about you, to paint a little bit of a picture. So I would love to know how old you are and what stage of life you feel like you're at. Ooh, I'm 27 years old. I I think I'm in a pretty transitional stage of life mm. between um, being a young, carefree adventurer and mm. starting to slowly settle down. Like mm. we just traveled all last year, my partner and I, and went on lots of adventures and now we're getting married at the end of the year and it feels like it's a bit of a transitional phase. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you're putting your roots in like a little bit, becoming a bit more grounded. Yes. And I think like, um, yeah, staying in one place a bit more, Yeah. less going overseas and having big adventures. How does that feel? Is that like exciting? Is it daunting? Is it... I feel very excited for it. I think also with coronavirus, having have being forced to stay in one place, it made us realize that there's heaps of positives to doing that. that. It's actually kind of nice. Yeah. And like how you can really spend heaps of time with your friends and your family. Mm. And I am a bit more excited to, yeah, I think just settle down a bit because we've had a pretty crazy five years of working in the outdoors and, um, we take school groups traveling as one of our jobs. And so it's a lot of travel. So we're pretty excited just to I think settle down on the beautiful Gold Coast yeah (laughs) so you've like filled up your travel tank and you're like that's good now and now just like really settling in and you're so now I'm sure it'll it'll drain again and we'll um we'll do a few more treks yeah getting a bit itchy (laughs) yeah (laughs) um thank you and then I would love to know what lights your soul up what like gets you excited I don't know how to answer this I think right now what gets my what was it? What gets well, my... like what gets you excited? What lights you up? Um, definitely my house plants. Yeah, right now, yeah, loving slowly growing plants. Okay, <laughs> I'm also trying to grow celery. Oh, um, like from the butt of an old celery. Yeah. Ooh, how's it going? Really, it's what gets me up in the morning. Just you know? to check on the checking celery. on those leaves, checking <laughs> on those little roots coming out. Yep. <laughs> Do you like talk to all your plants and like find little homes from them in different places in the house? I don't talk to them, but I do Yet. rearrange them Okay, just every few weeks, Okay, <laughs> which makes no sense. So is it just <laughs> to see them like flourishing and growing that yeah. like, you're yeah. just like, oh, it's like, oh, to see life. Maybe this one needs to be moved from the shadows okay. and give it a bit of a fun time in the sun. For sure. <laughs> Love that. You are really are nesting, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. 
I remember a YouTube video I watched where um, in some cool country they got two plants and put them at a school and put them behind like a glass, like put them in a glass box essentially. Mm-hmm. And one one box, the kids had to be really mean to the plant and they had to be like, you're a stupid plant. I don't like you. Like just talk oh, to yeah. it. And then in the other <laughs> box with the other plant, they had to like give it all this love. Like plant, you're going so amazing. This is so good. And like literally they were right next to each other and one, the sad plant was all wilty that get given all like the hate and judgment and the one that they gave all the love to was flourishing it was like such a beautiful real life example of like how powerful like our intentions are i guess so yeah you've got very lucky plant babies maybe i need to give them a bit more love i think you start talking to them i think this is a safe space (laughs) for you to start talking to them i'll try after this will you feel weird eating the celery that you've grown no no (laughs) should i well, you know, like when you nurture it and it's like it's become a part of your life and then you like kill it and eat it. I, I think it's the cycle of life. I like mean, you... I don't think I could like raise a chicken, name okay. it and then eat it. Okay. But, um, but the celery... celery, I'm okay. <laughs> Can you like regrow it from the butt, chop it off and then grow it again? Like an well, eternal... I'm up to the first stage yeah, of okay. butt growing. Yeah. So... And this is we'll my see whether we shows. can get two generations. <laughs> We could come back for a second podcast. Just for an update. All the viewers out there, let us know if you'd like Ellie to come back and tell her about her her celery. Um, That's awesome, though. I love that. Um, And now I would love to... I'm super excited for this, actually. I would love to hear of the powerful journey that you've had outdoors in nature, which you've had a gazillion, I'm sure of, but the one that kind of first came to mind. Yeah. Um, I... I'm excited to talk about this trip actually because it was in June last year mm-hmm. and it was while we were traveling through Morocco and we, Hayden and I, um, my boyfriend and I had decided to go to the summit of the highest peak in North Africa, which is in Morocco and it's called Mount Tupkal. And um, so we essentially had planned this whole month in Morocco around summiting this mountain Mm -hmm. and we love to hike and we had just done some massive hikes before that as well so we were pretty excited but not really um anxious or we didn't have that much trepidations about about going to this mountain but for some reason it just was the most powerful hike I have ever gone on it really was the only hike that I had absolutely just bawled my eyes out and through both just the summit and the beauty and the sunrise yeah. and all of those emotions, but also just physically, I was absolutely spent, which yeah. is so bizarre because it wasn't, certainly wasn't the hardest hike I've ever done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just like has made this really lasting impression on me. Yeah. I'd love to know, like, paint me a picture. So like, was it just you and Hayden hiking it alone or were you a part of a group? No, so we essentially rocked up to this little mountain town and you have to have a guide. You have to have a local guide um, because there'd been some deaths of tourists a few years before. Um, And so we were really nervous. We didn't want it to be structured and um, that kind of copy and paste guided model, which normally you find on those big mountains. So Mm -hmm. we kind of searched around and we just wanted to find a really like a local kid to take us up. And we said, um, you know, they said, oh, we, you can hire a donkey and the donkey will take all your stuff. And you can actually do the summit just in two days. Okay. Um, 
but we were like, oh, we want to turn into a six-day hike. So can you take us around the Atlas Mountains and can we do a few summits and then we'll do Tupacal as yeah. the last. So we found this guide and we, um, the guy's house who we were staying at hooked us up with him. Yeah. And, and we were like, okay, all he has to do is he has to be able to speak English yeah. because we love learning about the nature and the animals and like the whole culture of the place when we were hiking. And I'll be like, yeah, 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 no problem. I'll get you. He's so strong. He's and he's got perfect English. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the morning we're ready to set off, and um, this like tidy child <laughs> comes up, and we're pretty sure maybe he was like fifteen. Okay. And um, he says, hello, hello, welcome. I am um, um, I actually can't remember his name. Yusuf, that was okay. okay. Um, I'm Yusuf, and I'm gonna be your guide. And we're like, great. I said, oh, um, how far are we hiking today? And he just looks at me blankly, and is like, oh, five minutes, five minutes. And I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> so he knew, he knew some English, but. Not the um, conversational level that, sure. we, that we wanted. And so, but anyway, so we were like, well, Yusuf, it's it's us and you <laughs> like, now. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get on with this. Um, yeah. And then we spent the first two days going around kind of the rim of these beautiful Atlas Mountains. Yeah. And it was really, the landscape was really, really barren, okay. like so opposite to Australia, um, just really small trees small shrubs everything was spiky and just rocks and like it was just like ankle breaking territory like every step was just these kind of massive rocks that you're walking along um and not very many people because we weren't Mm -hmm. going straight up to the summit Mm -hmm. we were just kind of seeing a mountain and going up there and there are these little kind of um uh, little hideaway huts that you can Ooh. sleep in because it's quite high. I think it's I think it's four thousand meters or something. Okay. Um, so it is pretty cold once you stop walking. So there are these little huts that you can go in and sleep at. And Shoot. we just brought all our own um, hummus and boiled eggs and yeah, like just the classic Moroccan food yeah. that we could find <laughs> in the town, like a whole heap of dates and nuts yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, so we did like two days of this beautiful walking just like constantly running into shepherds with their donkeys and uh, we ran into a few other tourists which was really nice and then I think it was our third night third night we made it to the Tupcal base camp yep and that was like a really massive double story um homestay okay like and it had a restaurant and it was it was really expensive to stay in but probably not expensive no. compared to Australia. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was like $10 per person, oh, which shit. was just yeah. outrageous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and we stayed at this homestay and then we were like, yes, Yusuf, you're going to take us to the summit tomorrow. It's going to be so fun. Yep. And um, you have to just get up at like 3 a.m. and start yep. hiking so that you can get there for the sunrise. Okay. And we were pretty tired after a few days of like yeah. very, very steep climbing and and hiking but it was all good and then we woke up at 3 a.m got our head torches ate a strawberry jam sandwich 
I remember that very clearly. <laughs> uh, we only had little day packs for yeah. the summit because we were going back to the to the homestay. And, and we started off and it was so exciting. It was pitch black. All you could see, you could see a couple of people's head torches in yeah. front of us. And we're walking along and we said, oh, you know, how long will it take us to get to the summit? Yeah. Yusuf's like, Ooh, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two hours. But like every other day he would say two hours. Okay. And it was never two hours. So we were like, okay, we really have no idea. Yeah. And um, we start hiking up and... You're obviously stumbling along in the pitch blackness and it's really cold. We're in like a fleece and then a puffy jacket, beanies on, gloves yeah. on, like really, really cold. Um, and then at the start, I was just feeling good. Like, yeah, this yeah. is so fun. Oh, this is going to be awesome. And Hayden was really struggling. Okay. Which never happens. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. So I have like the, you know, switching up that role, like being yeah. really supportive. Like, yeah. yeah, we can do it. Let's go. And then probably after about 45 minutes, we were just going straight up. Oh, okay. So it's just a straight zigzag of a rocky, scrambly wow. path yep. up through this um, gully up to a saddle. And and then we turn, we look to the right and there's this like big patch of ice, like huh. massive ice sheet. And we were like, oh, this is awesome. Because it kind of like made us realize how high we are yeah. and obviously... We're Australian, yeah. so we'd never <laughs> cease to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was really cool. And then that was like what really flipped Hayden's switch. And he was like, this is awesome. And suddenly like Uh-oh. all his tiredness was gone and he was just so okay. excited. But pretty much after maybe an hour of hiking, I just became so exhausted. Okay. And I think it was a little bit of like, like altitude. altitude. Yeah. yeah, you're getting higher. And also... It was really tough because Yusuf was just this young local guide, so um, he was just going way faster than okay. we could possibly keep up with. Sure. But, like, we're both very competitive and fit, so we're like, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm sure we'll stop or I'm sure we'll get to the top at some point. But I think just the mixture of maybe altitude, already being tired, and it being pitch black, like you can't see the summit. You have no idea where the top was. I just struggled so much with, and I just like hadn't prepared myself for it at all. Yeah. Cause I, I just had never been on a hike where I actually had the thought, like I actually can't get to the top. Like I really think I'm about to have a heart attack. Like I cannot get to the top. So your body was, so even like mentally you were kind of unsure and your body felt exhausted as well. Like that combination. Yeah. Yeah. And normally mentally I've just never had that. Like I have never, you know, I've been tired and obviously exhausted, but never had that real kind of breakdown of like, oh, I actually am questioning whether I can finish this, whether I can actually do this. Um, so it was quite like confronting, so, but I was, it still just was dark. So I was breathing really heavily and just going like, oh my God, this is way harder than I had expected. Had you voiced that to either of them or is this all just going on in your head? I certainly, um, well, it was no use voicing it to you. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> um, but I, yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, can we stop for a break? Like okay. I was physically tired so I was going like oh this is really hard and Hayden's there going no it's okay like let's just take our time blah 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 yeah and um yeah so we kept going up 
And then we finally get to this saddle. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, yes. We're, and I could see the top finally because it, okay. like, it was just starting to get light. So that obviously makes you feel heaps better. Yep. I'm like, okay, I've got a goal. <laughs> I can do this. Let's do it. So we sat down for a bit of a break and then started hiking again. And my legs were just jelly. Like, oh. I could not take a step. And I obviously felt so guilty because you, like, you want to get to the top yeah. and you want to see the sunrise. And I didn't want to make Hayden miss the sunrise. Or Yusuf, I guess. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just, you know, you start getting that kind of guilt of, like, oh, I'm slowing everyone down. Yeah. Oh, my God. And... um. We kind of are now on this little knife edge of a of a rocky kind of outcrop. Yeah. And we're going up and the sun's starting to peek over. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're not at the top. This is crazy. <laughs> we have to keep going. And I just could not walk. I would wow. take like five steps and then be like. <gasps> yeah. I just could like. Yeah. I think the altitude was starting to play a point once we got up onto that outcrop. But it wasn't even. I mean, it's not even that. High of altitude, so I think it is. <laughs> like, what are we on now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and then what happened next? And then we made it to this knoll, and I was like, yes. And I kept asking Yusuf, you know, like how much further? I really, yeah. I don't know if I can go on. And he just kept saying, not very far, not okay. very far. And I'm like, You're oh my right god, to me, Yusuf. Yusuf. <laughs> And um and then we get to this knoll and it was just a total false knoll. Oh. And I look up and there is still probably oh I don't know like 40 meters of elevation to gain yeah. but on this zigzaggy path yeah. and I just sat down and it really just was one of those times where I just was I can't keep going. Yeah. Like I need to stop maybe even for 10, 20, half an hour. The rest of the day, the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, it, like, I didn't want to say, oh, I need to stop for, like, half an hour or something. Because the sun was rising. Okay. So I was like, okay, we can do this. And Yusuf just, like, wouldn't let us stop. <laughs> okay. Just, he just was like, keep going. It's not that far. <laughs> and, um, and Hayden's like, oh, I think we can do it. And I was like, go ahead. Yeah. Go on without me. Just <laughs> leave me here on this outcrop. I'll be fine and he's like don't be silly like we're gonna summit it together and then um I just really remember how hard it was to move my feet <laughs> my feet just would not move yeah um Hayden took my little day bag and just somehow I kind of blindly stumbled up that last um it probably took me half an hour yeah. to go <laughs> 50 meters or yeah. something <laughs> yeah like it was crazy and then we get to the top and um there's a little uh like metal pole at the top and some prayer flags and stuff and we get there and the sun is rising and it yeah. just was so beautiful and it's the very top of the atlas mountains so yeah. it just extends on endlessly and it was like a 360 sunrise like the beautiful wow. colors were just it really was gorgeous. And I just like, burst into tears. Yeah. And just had to sit by myself on this rock crying and just breathing so heavily. And, um, yeah, but it was really nice. It took 
it kind of forced me at least to have like five minutes to myself of mm. looking out on this beautiful landscape mm. and catching my breath, but also trying to process like, what the hell just happened mm. in the last hour? Because I just have never felt that defeated. Wow. Um, and even the kind of moment of summiting and that euphoria and that excitement, yeah. like it still was playing on my mind that to get up there I just had like really really given up and I've just hadn't experienced that before which I find gnarly because you've been on a lot of adventures so Mm. like and I imagine like you leading kids as well on these trips like they would experience this like in Mm. you know like I feel like we've seen them hit those walls before and like to encourage them to go through it and stuff but would you was there some part of you that wished you hadn't have made it to the top? Like, well, not wished to have just been like, this is just where, this is enough for me, and I'm just going to stay here. Um, like, are you ultimately glad you got to, like, if you were to do it again, would you do it the whole thing again? Or would yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got to the top. Um, yeah, I, I think no matter what I would have, kept going and got to the top but I just probably needed a lot more breaks and a lot lot less um time pressure to get there for the sunrise and maybe someone who could tell me how far away the top was yeah (laughs) but um yeah it but that's what made it a really powerful journey for me Mm. was the fact that as you said we've coached so many people Mm. through that barrier and I'd True. I had always felt a little bit of like a fraud because I'd okay. never felt that. Wow. And you know, when you're talking, with, totally, and you talk, and you always think, oh, you know, they're being so dramatic. <laughs> oh, like, um, you're not gonna die. And, you know, they're like, oh, I can't go on. I'm yeah. Like, and I'm like, well, I've seen a million people and clients say the same thing, and you know what? They have gone on. Like, yeah. You know, blah blah blah, and you and you talk them through, and so that's what was really transformative for me that I got to experience that had that embodied experience yeah and um it obviously makes you appreciate <laughs> gives you a little bit more compassion you know? yeah. yeah and you're like okay yeah. upon reflection this is actually really challenging <laughs> yeah and um yeah yeah it was it was really good professionally to experience that so then yeah it just gives you that little extra kind of depth when you're when you're then guiding people through the same journey, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Totally. What was it like then on the way back down? Or did you just like black out? <laughs> you're like, I made it to the job and I just blacked out for the rest of the day. Yes, I don't remember anything yeah. of the next two weeks. Um, no, the way down was crazy. We stayed at the top for ages and then we ended up getting freeze. It was so cold oh. at the top. And um, so we just went, oh my God, we have to get out of here. And then Yusuf goes... I have a really shortcut, a really short way to get down. And we were like, oh, Yusuf, (laughs) do we still trust you? (laughs) You're not rolling down the hill, Yusuf. (laughs) He was like, no, 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 it's good, it's good. So we went off the complete other side of this rocky outcrop Uh and um, walked past all these really cool, um, like, ice sheets and snow sheets, and it was really beautiful. And we were, like, really at a high because I'd caught my breath back, had a few dates and some almonds and peanuts and was feeling alive again. And um, and then we get to Yusuf's shortcut Uh (laughs) in in finger commas or whatever. (laughs) And um, 
it was just a straight scree slope. So probably of way too far than I should admit, but I think it was about oh, at least 200 metres and it was essentially a gully uh-huh. where all of the rock crumbles away and, and goes down the gully to then be washed out. Yeah. And there was a visible path going down this gully and it was like you would take one step and just sink up to your shin in crumbly rock. So there, like, was no ground. Oh. It felt like you were in an avalanche <laughs> the whole time. And we were so scared. And we were like, the minute we lose our footing, we're just going to roll for, oh, <laughs> you know, 50 metres or something yeah. and definitely break something. We were like, <laughs> you suck! <laughs> what have you done? And so um, we <laughs> just scrambling down this scree slope and... We ended up pretty much going on our butts yeah. and just trying to like toboggan down this scree. Yeah. And like we ended up with huge bruises on our butts. Oh. All these cuts. And it like it was fun, because there's always that bit of fun yeah. with like an element of danger and like this is crazy, this is not the tourist yeah. route. Sure, they did <laughs> say that was what you wanted. Like you didn't want yeah. the cookie cutter, so Yeah. Um but it just was so funny. We were like, Yusuf, why? Why would you take us here? Did, did we not gauge that from you at all? <laughs> like, the looks on your faces of like... Oh my gosh. It was quick. I mean, you know, like, you know, it took us half an hour to roll down that scree slope rather than hike down the zigzag. But um, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. And then finally we get back to the homestay, had a proper breakfast and, and then... Oh, I forgot about this bit. Then we still had to walk from base camp yep. back to the town, um, like the yeah major major village, and we said to Yusuf like, yeah, so how far is it? How many kilometers? And he just said, I can't remember what he said, but I think maybe he said like three hours or four hours hiking. Okay. So we were like, oh cool, we'll be back. Maybe I don't trust Yusuf. Oh, I don't trust him. Why we were still asking him questions <laughs> yeah. is beyond me. And um, we, so we thought, oh, we'll be back maybe lunchtime, maybe a little bit after lunch. But so we'd already done, it was four kilometers up, four kilometers back to the summit and back. So we'd already done eight kilometers. I was spent. Yeah. I just was so exhausted. And now we had our full packs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we started hiking stop they have all these really fun fresh orange juice oh, stalls yeah like there's always just a man sitting there with a pile of oranges great like, hey orange juice hey you get your orange juice <laughs> so um we just had to stop like every like two kilometers for an orange juice just for a fresh oj just to like sit there with the donkeys being like hey this is tough hey <laughs> and um but oh my god it was an extra i think it was like 18 kilometers what <laughs> no <laughs> yusuf no yusuf so we had to have an extra 18 We got at like 6pm. <laughs> That's epic. We were like, Yusuf, this can't, like, like the town. feedback form, Yusuf? Because <laughs> I have some things I'd like to run past you. It just was wild. We just, by the end of it, we were like, it was boiling hot. Okay. Towards the end of it. And we were just dead. But it just had become... So funny. We just was like, this, like, this can't this be real. Like, 
Can it actually be another kilometer? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, can it actually be another? Oh yeah, yeah, it was another kilometer. Wow. Like it just. I was like, we've come this far, and we don't really have any other options, so we just keep going. Oh, it just was so funny and just like, just classic. Doing a hike in Morocco, you just have oh, no yeah. idea what to expect. <laughs> like it's always going to be longer and harder than them, yeah. and than the locals tell you. <laughs> so true, isn't it? Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Or a glass of OJ. <laughs> yeah. What did you kind of take away? Anything from that hike of that then you implemented into the rest of your trip or the, any future trips? Like, would you now get more of a, like a certified guide or would you, are you more inclined then to do more of your own research or is there anything practically? Oh, um, no, I mean, I think... Those types of experiences are what what you kind of seek out almost yeah. because, yeah, it's only when stuff isn't what you expect that it has so that element true. of um, of discovering something new and, yeah, and, like, all in all, it was a really awesome mm. trip, you know, and I'm talking about it now on yeah. a podcast. Like, it, um, it definitely was fun, so we were so glad that we went with old Yusuf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess for the rest of the time, no, we didn't. We didn't really do anything different. Like, yeah. just still, we at the bottom line, we both are very um, safety conscious travelers. Yeah, and we're not the type of people that just don't go into things unresearched. Yeah, um, like we we didn't write down the exact kilometers from base camp to the village, yeah. obviously, but um, we. You hear it, you, you bump into and you meet lots of travellers that yeah. are kind of like, oh, we just went and camped by ourselves and we yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, like, we were happy to stay within the law and, yeah. and get a guide and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, so, yeah, we've always just carried that with us that we want to go on adventures, but we want to – I mean, we always carry, like, an EPIRB and, yeah. and that sort of stuff and a first aid kit and all that. So, like – You should be an outdoor educator. <laughs> like lead trips and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're very responsible. Um, responsible hooligans. Re- yeah, maybe? like responsible adventurers, kind of. Yeah, if that's if they're not oxymorons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd also love to know. So when you kind of got to that summit and you kind of had that big rush of like adrenaline and emotion and all of that, like. Is there anything now looking back that, like, I hear that you have more compassion and understanding for when people hit the wall, but, like, is there anything you feel like you learned about yourself from that experience, like, that experience specifically? Yeah. And I think that's what was quite um, shocking for me was that, yeah, we always talk about metaphors of, Mm. like, oh, now that you've done that, let's apply that to home life Mm -hmm. and and you can um, push through barriers at home. And this just really was one of those experiences that I then got to come home and be like, that really did make me realize that I can go further and push Mm. myself harder than I ever thought possible. Mm. Um, Yeah. So it definitely gives you that extra bit of confidence physically knowing that, okay, I hit my wall and I still was able to keep taking a slow and shaky, (laughs) very slow uh, step. But yeah, it it was a really good thing to, like, have in my toolkit and yeah. I can now kind of look back at it and be like, that that was 
my limit. Yeah. Um, but I still was able to to keep going and yeah. I love that. Well, I feel all inspired now. I've been feeling quite needy for like an outdoor adventure for a while now because it's mm, like we're in the comfort of this like little zone and it's yeah. like I really want to challenge myself. I mean, I like swear black and blue when I'm there because you're just like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. Or, Why am I doing this to myself? But then to get on the other side and then, yeah, what is it? Type two fun almost, isn't it? What they call it? Like, yeah, it's not so instant gratification. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I feel, yeah, super inspired by your story now. Yeah. Like, Where should I go? What should I do? Well, hopefully all the national parks will be open soon oh, so we hopefully. can go back and yes, do please. some camping. Just let us go play. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story and, like, the difference <laughs> it's made to you. And then, yeah, that's so amazing. I just love as well how much, like, gusto you have still being so young. Like, you're so incredibly smart and then also, like, just confident. And, like, you just went to Morocco and climbed one of the highest mountains. Like, like it was every second Saturday. Like, I think that that's... <laughs> Yeah, maybe the people, like, your close circle, like, that's a capability of all of them. But, like, really in the big scheme of people, like, that's, excuse my French, really fucking big. Like, (laughs) you know, like, it's, yeah. Yeah, so thank you. Oh, thanks. I'm also just so grateful to that Hayden I've been able to do all of that Mm. stuff, you know, like. Absolutely. um, Yeah, not everyone can get out there and and see these beautiful places, so. It's exciting, but it's also like, well, we're really privileged to be able to travel to these places and spend that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but to enjoy it and be grateful for it. And yeah. Oh, so true. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Stay tuned to Ellie's second one where we learn about how her celery celery. Um, and of course, as always, uh, check out any of the other podcasts if you want some more inspiration. Um, and I hope that you are planning your next adventure outdoors because I know I am. But until then, au revoir.